0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 83, and boy, do we have quite a show in store for all of you guys today. We have plenty and plenty of Club America news to talk about. We have, of course, the transfer saga that is going on around the club. We have the Cholos game to break down. We have Lady Aguilas news, and then, of course, we're going to wrap it all up with None other than the Toluca game preview for this Sunday's match. And then, of course, we have everyone's favorite trivia. So, without further ado, let's get straight into it. But before we get any further, as always, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite, Cowboy Dan. Gentlemen, how are we doing today?
1: Doing pretty well. Excited to be back on the podcast. Um, This one should be an interesting one. We have a lot of things to talk about, and I can't wait to get started. Definitely,
0: definitely. So much rumors, so much transfer talk, so much America news to be breaking down. So much to talk about in this episode. Dylan, how are we?
2: You're doing good, man. Glad to be here. Thanks always, for having me.
0: Always a pleasure. You didn't start off with your usual sub queens.
2: no i'm sorry queens i don't i just uh, i don't know if anybody gets the hint you know because you're a spider-man fan and i'm captain America yeah there. well
0: you know i was gonna break that down today if you would have said it but we'll i guess save it for another day
2: all right we have to do that that's fine
0: <laughs> all righty then well thank you to everyone who's in the chat right now thank you to everyone who's joining us right now via itunes spotify and or soundcloud thank you guys so much for your continued support and we can't wait to get dive into this one So, gentlemen, we could start off with the Cholos game, but that measly would not cover up the hype and momentum that everyone is wanting to talk about. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the transfer saga that has been Club America (laughs) for the past couple of weeks. I would have said days, but it seems like we've been going at this for a couple of weeks, right?
1: Yes, it has been weeks.
0: Definitely, definitely. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen. So, let's talk about the departures and then we'll talk about a juicy, very juicy. Uh, incoming player to Las Aguilas del la América. So let's start off with the departure of Agustín Marchesín, which is something that we talked about in the previous podcast as a possibility, and it definitely became uh, it, it became a reality for us afterwards. And then of course the departure of Mateo Suribe, two very key players in the starting eleven for Miguel Pio Herrera. Obviously, I think Marchesín's whole uh, is a little bit bigger than what Mateo Suribe's was in 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 the role of of the team, but all in all Christian how did you how did you feel about obviously one the departure of Agustin with within earlier of the week and then afterwards noticing also that Mateo Ribeiro would be joining him <coughs> in Portugal
1: <clears throat> Well the Machacin news I think kind of all struck us by surprise cuz it happened very sudden you know there you know there wasn't any rumors leading up to the start of the season that Machacin would have left us so we kind of felt secure in that area then the rumors started popping up everyone started freaking out and I, honestly I don't blame everybody for freaking out Majusin is undoubtedly probably the best um goalkeeper in Liga Mekis. Um he, you know, he's um he plays for his national team. And, you know, it, it's a big hole, it's a big role, especially because he's won over our heart in such little time. I think that's the biggest thing, you know. The fans trust him, the fans love him, and to have a goalie of that caliber leave at the start of the season when you thought we were gonna have him for a while, you know, it hurts a little bit. But, you know, like you said, this juicy player, and we'll talk about him more later, um, you know, he was the perfect man to fill in that role. And Mateo Suribe, well, like you said, <clears throat> not the biggest out of the two, but I feel like he was starting to regain his level, especially during his Copa America performances. You saw him kind of regain some of that uh, Mateo Suribe that we, uh, we were used to seeing uh, when he first joined America. And I was actually really excited to see how we, how he was going to do throughout the whole season along Guido Rodriguez. And, you know, it, it sucks because, you know, that's just one less player who I feel like that could have made an impact. And he had a lot to prove still to me after kind of like the, the poor season he had last year. But um, it still hurts though, obviously. And, you know, the rumors is that, you know, we, we aren't looking to bring anyone to replace him, which can hurt us in the long run, but we'll talk about that more later.
0: Okay, definitely, definitely. Um. So, Dylan, give me your take on this. Give me your take on Marchesin and, and Mateo Siriba as well.
2: Um, you know, just to reaffirm what Christian said, you know, uh, he absolutely the best goalkeeper in Liga and Mackeys, you know, not just not necessarily being objective just because, you know, he wasn't a Medica player. But he was the best goalkeeper in Liga and Mackeys, um, as it stood whenever he's t- during his time and tenure with the Medica too. Um, really sad to see him go. And, you know, obviously, he, he, we said it before. He felt the colors. He knows. He knows what it's like to play in this establishment. He knew what the demands were week in and week out, and he always tried to uh, try to meet that. And we, he pretty much met met it almost every time too. Um, you know, it, there were those times too where you know it just seemed like he was hurt, but you know he pushed through the pain. You know, it wouldn't matter. He just wanted to play week in week out. You know, there was just the grind was there. The grind was real for much of the scene. And you know, um, obviously too, just just seeing him go is is really really sad. You know, but at the end of the day, you know I. I I feel like a, a move to Europe for him was good and everything, but sad to see him going for Mateos too, you know, um, thinking the same thing, you know, this is a player that we've been talking about a lot that, you know, has lost his form, especially after coming back from the world cup with Colombia. Um, but then again, you know, he looked like he was starting to find him a little, little by little, you know, you thought this was going to be a big season for him, you know, after we've been asking for him to really come back a lot and everything. But, you know, um, the move has already been made, he's gone it's official now and everything so you know best of luck to him. you know hopefully he finds it soon and quick for with Porto but um you know we'll see what happens going forward down the season with the medica.
0: So obviously two big names leaving and now you didn't think in theory that the team needs two big names to fill those roles, correct? So correct. before we talk about uh, potential players that could be joining the uh, the team, I just want to take your guys' take on this. Uh, how does this look on America's part? You know, you've exported an X amount of players out to the European market. Uh, I, I think it's fair to say we're the best recently at it. I mean, the amount of players we've exported just the past two seasons, I think, alone, mm-hmm. you know, demonstrates how well we've been doing. And then, um, you know, the amount of money that we've gotten for these players as well, for these past two players. So I think Manchester seen went for how much? Uh, somewhere around eight to 10,
1: something like that. Yes.
0: And then Mateo Saribe, I believe, was it 14?
1: Uh, I'm or pretty else? sure it was 14. No, I'm pretty sure it was around that area as well.
0: So, I mean, that's a, that's a big sum. That's, that's a pretty big profit. If you ask me, I, you know, you, yes. you definitely mm-hmm. doubled in what you paid for March uh, for, March, uh, for, uh, Mateo Suribe. I mean, so, uh, in the financial department, I think we're doing things right when it comes to selling players. Uh, Maybe when it comes to buying players, not
1: so much. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier with Mateo Sudeba, you know, I think a big player, a big name player has to come in only because, you know, I don't think. And this is just, and you know, I can't really judge a book by its cover in a way. But I haven't seen previously enough from Leo Lopez or from Mozo Gonzalez to feel confident enough. In them to replace, you know, a caliber of Mateo Cid because even though he had a poor season last year, we all know the 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 type of flair and uh, and you know at any moment his 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 um his level can just be you know back and he can regain his form, and you know he could be a top-notch player again. You know I haven't seen that from these two players. So when the Directiva said that you know we we brought in these two players just in case Guido or Mateo's left, and you know. You know one of them did leave and you're not gonna replace them with the big-time player It kind of worries me a little bit, but I hope that you know They can find us up to the plate and you know show us what they're made of
0: Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So two big departures like we just mentioned two big names Would be ideal to come in but it looks like we're only gonna get one at most so
1: at most yes
0: Are you guys without even going into the details of, our, of, of the next part of this segment? Are you guys more than enough? Content with the squad we have now to continue to compete for the title, or do you feel like because of these losses, you know, because we're not just talking about just and in Mateo, Suribu, we're talking about the departure of Edson Alvarez, maybe even a little bit of uh, of, of players like, um, uh, you know, Oriel Peralta, you know, players that, you know, were crucial in the locker room, you know, and now that you have them, you know, leave. And yes, we've come and and kind of brought in a couple other players. But do you think that, you know, with the players that we have at this moment, are you still confident in the squad to go in and have themselves a run in which we can crown ourselves champions?
1: Yes. I see we have enough potential. Just looking at this bench against Tijuana and, you know, the the type of impact that they can have when they get on. Definitely, definitely. Dylan?
2: Um... More, more yes. Yeah, uh, I think it's quite, pretty obvious. We know why too, especially after last game's blunder. But anyways, we're not talking about that right now. But it's, it's. I don't know. It's just people say you know Ortega. Or Ortega, I mean Ortega could do the job, and yeah, I, I I think so too. But at the end of the day, I I think we need to see more and maybe another, maybe another defensive midfielder, maybe another defender, maybe another left back, right back. I don't know. It's just. Um, Right now, kind of what Christian was saying was, too, I, th- I think, you know, more or less, you know, this team obviously showing that, you know, with some players gone, this team still has the depth to compete and everything. But it's just the de- the defensive part of the side of the ball that worries me a little bit.
0: Definitely. Definitely. All right, then. Well, with obviously some names that we would still like to see come in, it looks like we have on the verge of completing what probably would be one of the biggest transfers if not the biggest transfer for the Liga MX. Agustin Marchesin's position, it looks like none other than Francisco Guillermo Ochoa will be coming to Las Aguilas del America. The prodigy son will return and will be defending the goal for Las Aguilas del America. Gentlemen, it, this looks like it's just moments, if not hours, away from being official by the club, but it looks like every other source out there is damn nearly confirming this. America it looks like they got there, man. And it looks like it's Guillermo Ochoa coming back to Coapa to finish things off where he
1: started. <sighs> like like I said, this is the only man that could fill the void that America fans uh, were uh, have felt when Marchessene left. Marchessene was such a big part of our lives recently and uh, the amount of love and trust we had in him to defend our goal and, you know... <clears throat> being an America fan for how long and seeing the man that, you know, I grew up watching come back and just fill that void. It's just perfect. Literally perfect, and I cannot wait to see him play again for America. Dylan,
0: your take on Ochoa and his potentially coming in?
2: No, I'm excited, too. Um, As y'all know, too, obviously, whenever uh, I was starting into soccer and uh, being or, or football and being an America fan, um, you know, I didn't get to witness o- Ochoa in the Medica jersey and so now you know uh, after seeing all the highlights and um, hearing all the hype about him being whenever he's coming um, whenever he plays with the Medica I can finally get to see that and hopefully he still brings that for him and you know um, I think pretty much his, le- his legacy and his, and his legendary status with the club is already established and so it's just from here on out, you know he, he continues to grow it yeah
0: yeah I think um, well uh, I think all of us are excited in one way or another obviously this guy being the idol that he was left america the way he did with uh you know a stamp of authority of what uh what a player should be coming out of the youth academy right so a player that we haven't really seen well hadn't been seen in quite a long time i think ever since guatemoc blanco and um and and yeah i mean it's it's amazing to have him back i think i think every anyone who follows me or or you guys who know me very well know um the excitement that comes with having a child back and someone who I've gone on record to idolize, uh, not, not just as a player, but uh, I think as a, as a human being himself, you know, you look at the player that he is and the way that he, uh, you know, takes care of himself, the way he composes himself outside the, uh, outside the world of, fo- of, of football. I think he's someone that uh, a lot of people can look, look up to. And I think he's had a very, very successful career, uh, not just in Mexico or in the national team, but I think in Europe as well. And many people will maybe criticize this, as a step down for him. But I don't see it that way. I think this is a step up for him. In a sense that he gets to f- do what not a lot of players do. He, he's going to be able to do something that Cuauhtémoc Blanco never got to do. He's going to be able to ride and close his legacy on his terms. On his own notes. And he's going to be able to do it where he started. And the one place he's always been idolized. Um, and I think it's, a, it's mm-hmm. a big step in in America's direction in you know a choice direction, and let's face it, I think the league has gotten even more competitive, even better since when he left. So, uh, and and let's let's not yeah. just talk about that. He's also gonna have international duties with America. He's gonna have you know a potentially league's cup if we make it to a final. Uh, he's gonna potentially gonna be able to play against uh... you know conquer champions rivals so I, I mean there's plenty and plenty of f- football to go around for for a chore and i think this is going to be a really 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 great adventure for both sides really not only for memo not only for the club but for the fans as well and i think for us who get to cover them and who get to talk about them uh, to have someone like you mentioned christian to someone you grew up someone who you idolize someone who you uh, afterwards you know went outside and try to reinvent yourself and, and redo those saves <laughs> time and time again, it's it's ridiculous and Ocho is coming home and we couldn't be more excited and more proud. So it looks like it's uh, it's it's just hours away, if not already confirmed by the time you're listening to this.
1: So, can't wait.
0: Can't, can't wait.
1: The, the fact that you just said that, you know, after watching that Medica game, you try to go outside or even on your couch, trying to recreate some of the saves that we have seen, it generally it brings back memories, flashbacks and Honestly, I can't wait because, you know, I have this thing where I watch every game of my dad. And, you know, we grew up, me and him both sat on that same couch watching him. And just to relive it all again, it's going to be great. Like you said, it's going to be great for us, great for the fans. And I just can't wait to, uh, to get this guy started. Dylan, anything else to add on the Ochoa news?
2: No, just, just, like I said, just real excited. I think everybody's excited, too. Um, You know, just, like you said, returning back to his... His, uh, home club and everything and you know just ready to compete and I think that's how he feels Ochoa coming back to the needle
0: and uh, hopefully we get to announce that officially if not tonight then tomorrow for sure uh, I guess we're all excited quick quick uh, two questions in regards to Memo one what number would you guys give him and two should he be the captain as a uh, drippy TV has mentioned out here in the chat one and no one and no interesting
1: alrighty Dylan
2: yeah, same thing, one and no.
1: Okay, okay. One and no. Guys, I know. I see it in the chat. I'm I'm looking at Twitter right now. At I, I think it's about to happen. But um so we'll we'll keep you guys informed if anything does uh become official. Okay, okay.
0: Alrighty. Well things are starting to uh <laughs> things are happening. Guys. Things are
1: starting to heat up as 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 <laughs> uh, we wait, are as What's that gif? The old, like oh no it's happening we, we need that right now in the oh. chat <laughs> yes uh for, for I see your uh your comment Edgar you can't use one uh, uh, uh we we looked into it earlier and at first we thought he couldn't use one or eight because of the departures of Marcin and nuribe but after talking to a few people it's it turns out that they can but they just need the approval of liga MX, and they will be allowed to use it uh to use the number. So, I mean. And that is confirmed. That is
0: definitely confirmed. So, I mean, as as we are talking to you guys right now, as we are talking to you guys, uh, Club America has just tweeted out um,
1: something in regards to FIFA, which. Uh, <laughs> the FIFA 12? Yeah. I actually remember playing that game. Do you guys remember playing that game? Yeah, I actually do. That, that
2: was my first FIFA. That was my first
1: FIFA? <laughs> <laughs> Ivan, someone wants to know where where were you eight years ago? Where was I eight years ago? It was um,
0: let me see, 2011, and I was in my junior year, sophomore junior year, of high school, and uh, school was about to begin, so I was probably somewhere in uh in my house playing FIFA, on my PlayStation Two, by the way. I I did not have an Xbox 360 at the time, so I used to play um. I used to play FIFA eleven a lot so that was FIFA that was me in 2011. where were you where were you guys at eight years ago
1: eight years ago oh my goodness that's two thousand thousand eleven
2: i was in eight I was going to eighth grade
1: I think I was going to seventh grade
2: <laughs> we're young
1: yeah <laughs> yeah we were young
0: <laughs> still young boys still still young all righty, gentlemen. This is what we're gonna do now. While we anticipate, uh, while we anticipate the arrival of Guillermo, which, uh, we're gonna go on about our day, continue the podcast, and if it all breaks, we will announce it here first. And uh, should be interesting. Should be very, very interesting. All righty, gentlemen. Well, with that said, any more transfer rumors that we should be talking about? Because I know that um, there was uh, <sighs> there was talks about other yeah. goalkeepers as well,
1: but I don't think that's gonna be the case anymore. No, I don't think so. Um, there was one, there was one, I was very, I actually was looking into it. Um, the guy, the guy from, the guy from uh, Venezuela, he plays in Colombia right now. Um, and he, he looked like an interesting prospect, but, you know, Ochoa beats everybody, so that's that. And I guess the only big news today was that supposedly the directiva was uh, was looking to move Jeremy Menez. but that's been kind of like news forever. So I don't know if that's really actually groundbreaking, but it seems like América just wants to get rid of him like now. Um, but his contract runs out at the end of December, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, they're gonna get rid of him now or later. So it's gonna happen. I don't. I don't see a future with Jeremy Menez next season, and that's that. Uh Someone said in the chat something about Marcone. Um. I don't think he I don't think he'll come. I don't I don't think that's uh that's uh, that's, uh that's a that's a real uh yeah that's a real report. I think that's just all rumors um but if anything does happen be sure to follow us on twitter at a America us and we'll have you guys informed with everything yeah
0: so uh you know departures uh looks like there won't be any more but it looks like uh arrivals will be a little bit harder I look i don't expect anyone to come in after memo 12 but if someone does uh you know i will give credit to the board for actually getting the job done and maybe bringing in one player because i know that'd
1: be probably at most another player well (coughs) well there was also that that um that the directiva the board uh was gonna have a a meeting today uh you know we'll talk about this more later but you know unfortunately our our striker nicolas castillo suffered a suffered a fracture a fracture fibula in the match against tijuana and they were looking into bring in alone for this season only but it wasn't gonna be like a big time player you know it's gonna be kind of like some a lesser known player but can kind of fill fulfill the, the role i guess in a way So they were talking about that. Will it happen? i say it's about 30% chance happening. Um, But like I said, if anything pops up, anything at all, we will keep you guys informed on our Twitter. So stay tuned. Definitely, definitely. Stay tuned to our Twitter. If you guys are in the
0: chat right now, follow us on Twitter. Make sure you guys have those notifications on because we will be tweeting... Not only the show as well, but every single news that happens throughout this episode. We haven't had an episode like this before we've had to be all over the place, but uh, we're gonna continue to do our best right here.' We continue <laughs> to keep going. and uh, well, gentlemen, let's move on into the next segment. We'll talk more about memo Trial. We'll talk about more about transfers when the moment comes and arrives. Hopefully we'll be a little bit after the podcast, if not during, and we'll have to wait and see. So after all the news. Let's move on to even brighter notes in which America hosted Cholos de Tijuana at home on Saturday and where America saw themselves win 3-1, to one, signed and dotted by Giovanni Dos Santos' late, late chip goal. A specialty of the house if we're actually being honest here. And, uh, well, what more can we say about this game that, uh, that hasn't already been said? I think this game was a... Um, was a stale one at first. I think uh, we saw America be a little bit lacklustrous. Uh, I think we saw the team maybe fade out a little bit within the first half. The second half it seemed to pick up a little bit. Um, and I think it's not until America concedes that goal against Cholas that we really see this America side wake up.
1: Um yes, this uh this game was um was was an interesting one, and I say this only because I felt like the the goalkeeping was different. The midfield was different, and our whole attack was different, and it was it was in, gonna be interesting to see how all that coped together. And all in all, I really think we had a we had a decent showing against Tijuana. Obviously, it could have been a lot better, and it should have been a lot better. But um, but for what it's worth, and all the departures happening, and you know what we had to put out, I think we did a, a fairly good job.
0: Yeah, I think I I, I think we did, but um, let's be honest though, we can't we. Definitely can't uh, be content about this game uh, to a hundred percent, you know. I think if you're looking at this and if we're trying to be objective and we're not just trying to take this by the, the hype of it all because of Giovanni De Santo's kind of debut in the Azteca and his goal and the chip and the way the team kind of, you know, showed, you know, the assist of him too with Renato Ibarra. I, I think you have to go and really dive into this and say, question those first 45 minutes. Why did it take you until the second half to get something going? And let's face it, it, it wasn't even one of those pretty goals that you said you orchestrated. It, it was a goal in which Guido Rodriguez found himself outside the box and because of you know his technique and his class, he was able to put that in the back of the net. But I, I think there's still questions to be asked about this team as to why is it that we're not performing at the moments that we should be performing, you know And let's face it, you know nothing to take 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 away from Cholos, you know because I think they they're having themselves a pretty decent uh, season, but you know the, it is just cholos, you know when you come up against you know a team that's actually doing much better, like we saw against Leon you're not going to get you're not going to get those chances you know Yeah, so th- those kind of are, are our main concerns, but it's still, it's not to take away from, from the joy and the pride that the team should take from winning this game the way that they do, but still, I uh, you know, if we got to be a little bit more critical in this team and say, look, you know, there was 45 minutes beforehand and you just didn't showcase enough, you know, you didn't take your chances when you needed them. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I want to laugh because we are having a little bit of technical difficulties here on the podcast. For those of you who aren't watching it live, it, it looks like Christian is sleeping, but everyone in the chat is, is, is noticing that. So, um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep a straight face here. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, all right. Let's get, let's get professional here. Dylan. Um, but yeah, yeah. Either way, it um. It, oh, look, Christian's back. Uh, Hello,
1: glad I'm back. That you
0: woke up. Um,
1: no, it's alright. Uh, I'm just too excited because the news. So I had to step outside and do something.
0: Had to catch your breath. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. righty then. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, now that you're here uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, there was a good game. It was a good showcasing. Still questions to be asked about this attack. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're securing the points. And I think that's what matters, right? Yes,
1: 100%.
0: So now that we that we have, you know, a couple of games under our belts, and like I mentioned in the last podcast, too, a little bit more than any other team in regards to how many official games we have. Do you think that America should be, at least at this point,
1: finalizing the way we should be playing? Uh, 100%, they should be. And... But it's hard, though. You know, like I said before, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna make changes to your squad now. You know, you're gonna have a brand new goalkeeper. You know, your 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 partner again. Your partner with Guido Rodriguez is gonna change, whether it be Córdoba, Cord- whether it be also, whether it be Leo Lopez. We're we still yet to know. You know, we, we can't judge it off one game. You know, Herrera might wanna play someone else next game, and you know, try someone else the following game. So, I think once we have a a defined. 11, I think that's when we can start criticizing the team in in terms of, you know, giving their best and, you know, showcasing the best performance that they can.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, gentlemen. uh, Anything to add on to this game? Um, I I do want to talk a little bit more about uh, the inclusion of Giovanni Dos Santos in this game and the unfortunate loss of Nico Castillo, really. Um, yes. Someone that looked mm-hmm. like he was hungry. Someone that looked like he was determined this season. Even though he misses that clear cut chance in front of goal against um, against Lahoud, but still a, a player that looked like he was starting to find rhythm, starting to find form. I, I just I don't know. You know, it's 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 kind of bittersweet. You know, you you lose a bit of Nico, but you also gain a whole lot of Geo.
1: Yes, yes, you do. And like you said, it's very unfortunate. I really. Um... I don't know. I, ah, man, you like you said, he looks so hungry at the beginning of the season. He he looks so determined. Uh, it's a it, it's a real shame, honestly. And I really thought this is going to be his year. And unfortunately, we're going to have to wait. Um, uh, for anyone doesn't know, his um his you know uh recovery time is estimated to be about twelve weeks, and you know he's definitely out for the season. He might be back for the year, but that's a stretch. So we'll just have to wait and see how how his recovery goes. And hopefully, it you know it it goes uh, it goes well. But like you said, though, we gained a little bit of Geo, and you know that's the Geo we we wanted to see. And but we need more of that. You know, I'm seeing the whole America fan base start freaking out, saying that Geo's back, that the form is back, the world class player is back. Listen, it's been one game. Yes, it was spectacular. Yes, he single handedly won us that game. But we're we're gonna need cons- consistency, and in order to uh, to have consistency, he needs to play more. So you know that's up to Herrera to you know have that trust that confidence in him to be that player on a regular basis, not just one every, you know, one every five games because that's not going to work and that's not going to cut it.
0: Yeah, it's not. It, it's definitely not going to cut it. I think that, um, I think you're right, though. We, we You can't, uh, you really, really can't uh, take too much out of this game and really say, you know, Gio's back. We got this world class. Yes, it's a good start, and if if the guy knows how to, you know, maneuver himself correctly, he will utilize this to cap uh you know, to catapult himself to even further into the season and, and continue his good run of form. You know? Granted, I think this game we saw something that we didn't see in the game against Houston, in the game against the Is that he was more involved. They actually started giving him the ball mm-hmm. more. He was a little bit yes. more inclusive into this game. And I think that's what made it so uh so eye opening, you
1: know? hmm Hundred percent. And but like 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 you said, though you you give him, you give him uh, some time. You give him the, um, you give him the um, looking for. You give him the the confidence. You give him the ball, and you can see what he can make. And honestly, um, that's that's all we want. That's all we we need him to do. And we just need more of it. You know, I, I'm a little bit upset because you know my my, my boy uh, Benedetti didn't get to play. But honestly, whatever whatever's best for the team. And I really hope we, Gio continues this form.
0: Yeah, yeah. So obviously. Uh, Gio comes in, Gio comes in, and uh, Guido, I mean, Guido. Gio comes in, Guido comes out, and then you have a, uh, and then you have a player like Roger Martinez, who, single-handedly, I think the whole game was America's
1: best player, if it wasn't for Giovanni Santos taking the spotlight at the end. Oh, 100%. I think Roger Martinez had a spectacular game, uh, and this is actually good, because he responded to my criticism, I don't know if you heard the podcast, and he actually heard me, but you know, I criticized him heavily against um, and uh, then the last game, saying that his head wasn't in, the transfer rumors were getting to him, and honestly, he responded well. And I'm, you know, I, I absolutely love this game from Roger. I don't know what you guys think about Roger.
2: Yeah, um, one thing that I said too, it was unfortunate that he ended with just one assist for this game. You know, it should have been two, maybe three assists.
0: <laughs> yeah, he definitely deserved a lot, a lot more. But we're gonna stop it right here we have some big announcement to make we have some big news ladies and gentlemen we can confirm the club has made it official Guillermo Ochoa is back in an America Jersey he will be wearing number six ladies and gentlemen the prodigy son has returned welcome back Guillermo Ochoa it's official ladies and gentlemen the curly hair magician is back and uh, what more can we say
1: I'm stoked, man. I'm honestly stoked. I can't wait to see him underneath the three posts. And for anyone wondering, um, if anyone has any questions when his debut will be, uh, it will most likely not be this Sunday against the Luca. It will most likely be next week in Estadio Azteca against Morelia.
0: Unbelievable! Yeah, there's no way he comes in right away and he and he, <laughs> and he goes on in goal on Sunday. Again we're gonna yeah preview, exactly. But uh, unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen, as we are podcasting live right now, eighty third episode. Guillermo Ochoa has made his way and he has officially been announced by Club America. He's back. He's back. I, we were just talking about it not he's so long back. ago. Now he's officially back. It's it's it's. Uh, I think we should just end the podcast here and go home
1: uh honestly i would not be upset about
0: that <laughs> no ladies and gentlemen hopefully you guys are enjoying the podcast for you. those listening to a soundcloud itunes and spotify we sorry we're sorry i know you guys want to get more of the info more of the details we've kind of been all over the place because of this but i mean you guys can understand the, you know the nostalgia of having you know a big name like guillermo choa come back to america after everything he's been able to accomplish over there in europe uh unbelievable unbelievable so we made it official here on the podcast and the first time we announced it uh, as soon as the club announced it. So hopefully you guys uh, are excited as well as, w- as
1: we are. So, gentlemen, anything else? I'm shaking. Oh, dude, it's, it's great, man. It's going to be it's great. You know, like I said, this is the only man to fill the void that people were feeling with much. You know, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that Deretira responded to the fans and got this done. A big round of applause to Santiago Baños.
0: Real honestly, big of applause, honestly of applause. Him and Emilio Escarga too, which is the mm-hmm. guy kind of, you know, um, you know, pulling the strings in the back and wallet wise. Um so interesting to see when the details come out about how long his contract is, uh, you know, pay wise and all that stuff. But right now all that matters is San Memo Memochoa is gonna be wearing an America jersey again. Did you ever think you guys would see the day where Ochoa came back to America?
1: I did, but I didn't think it was, was going to be this this soon. Yeah. Same here. I I never thought about it. But if you think about it, this
0: is the perfect moment. When was he going to get a chance like this again? Because I always thought Marchessene was going was to be our goalkeeper for a long time. Right? Same. I always thought maybe he maybe he even retires there. Who knows? I was like, Choa mm-hmm. oh, never comes back if Marchessene's in that.
1: Oh, yeah. But
0: then now this happens, 34, you have a good time to keep growing and, and to keep fighting and, and to continue your story in, in an America jersey. I, It's unbelievable. It's unreal. And you guys heard it here live on the Eagle Eye Podcast. Un-freaking-believable. We're back.
1: Wow. Dude, we're, we're, <laughs> how take, do we top this for the rest of the podcast? I
0: don't know. I don't know. It's impossible <laughs> to top it. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, been, it's been an official Ochoa takeover. You know what? We're going to forget about the rest of the show. We're just going to talk about our 10 favorite Ochoa moments, and we'll end the show there. Does that sound good to ah. you, Dylan?
2: If that's what you wanna do. You're the host. You're the host.
0: Not me. Alright, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, look, we gotta get right. back on track somehow. I
1: I don't even know where okay. we left off to be
0: honest. But Tijuana.
1: Tijuana game. Um Roger, great showing. If it wasn't for Gio, I think Roger should have been man of the match.
0: Definitely, definitely. Uh and, and
1: you know what? I think he can give us a step more. I really do mm-hmm. think he can give us a step more. And uh also uh uh-huh. I wanna say one more thing. Andres Ibarguin I need any I need thoughts from you guys because I have my own thoughts. Andres Ibarwin, um,
0: Yes. Mm, I don't know, dude. I don't know. And I mentioned this at the beginning of the game and I tweeted that out saying that, look, you even mentioned this on the podcast, this is a player that had a big opportunity at hand to really showcase why he is our starting left winger. Just wasn't able to really give us that kind of showcase. I don't know whether it was because he hasn't gotten that much game time, uh, whether he just wasn't in rhythm, but he really needs to capitalize on these moments. I believe he will get to start again against Toluca, but if he does, he can't have that same showcase. He has to give us a little bit more because, let's face it, he's one of our most creative players, and like I've mentioned, though, he is only when he wants to be, and when he wants to be by God, can he be one of the best players in this league, but again, yeah. it's just it, sometimes I feel that like consistency. Yeah, it's the consistency, and we go back to this word again, time and time again, but he needs to keep going at it, he needs to be consistent, and improve himself, and honestly, win that starting position spot, he can't just automatically yeah. mm-hmm.
1: assume that he has it Now, this is uh, that's a great thing you just said Cause I was just literally just about to ask you with Nico out and Roger most likely taking over his number nine spot. And since Roger was taking over Andres Ibargüen's spot, do you think Ibargüen is now the favorite to just start on the left wing from now on? Yes, but no, in Piojo, no. Because he most likely would want to put Benedetti there. Which is a terrible choice, but I can't see that happening. No, that's terrible (laughs) because you cannot waste Benedetti's talent on the wing. That just makes no sense to me at all. But um But regarding Ibargwin, like you said, I, I honestly think he had some really good moments in this match, but like you said, I needed more. You know, I, I'm talking about this player like because he has it. He has the talent and he has the ability to really change the game for America and most likely determine games for America and determine the outcome. But like you said, he just he does it when he wants to. And it's annoying because I know the talent that he has we all three of us know the talent that he has and the things that he can produce on the field. It's just that, like you said, I even over and over again, he does it when he wants to, and that's the problem.
0: That definitely is the problem, and that's definitely what needs to change. But overall, I think, you know, the team in general had a decent showcasing. I don't think this time, look, our defense looked very, very poor when we conceded that goal. But prior to that, it was pretty decent. They stood on their own. It was decent. You know, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. you have that one mistake. But- Yes, but you can't have those mistakes is what I'm trying to go at, you know?
2: Right. Like, well, like, I, like I said, too, before the podcast, for me and my book, I don't know about anybody else's book, but for Oscar managed only, that's a clean sheet. That's a clean sheet for me and for him. The rest of the team can go <coughs> not have a clean sheet, but just for him, that's a clean sheet in my book.
1: Did we even touch on that? How do you How do you guys – Ivy, I want to hear your opinion on this, your thoughts on Oscar Jimenez this match. He had to step up to the plate – Everyone was looking, all eyes on him to kind of have a good showing after Martinez left. What are your thoughts? I think
0: he, I think he passes. He doesn't pass with flying colors, but he passes because mm-hmm. he doesn't really have much to do in this game. He gave us the most nervous of starts at the beginning when he parried the ball and away. And you
2: expect that you, you do, and you, you expect, do expect, that. expect
0: that though. You the, do expect
2: that. What, 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 what has it been? The the, the man steps up to the plate. Like you said, after fulfilling uh, in the shoes of Agustin Marchesin, the best goalkeeper in Liga MX, whenever he was here in his in his tenure with America, and he, he filled in the shoes. And this man hasn't played a a league match in how long? A thousand days. More than a thousand days or, or something like that. Last uh, I read somewhere, and but Dylan,
0: Dylan, you know this as a keeper yourself. You always, always need to be ready for whenever the team needs you, and that is the one thing as a goalkeeper that you're just you have to live and die by because at the end of the day, that's your position. But,
2: but, but I know that, I know that, but, but like I said, a league match, it's been how long for the man, and he's filling in the shoes for who.
0: Yeah, but look, he even talked about himself. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah I, I know, and 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 you know what? I, so, like you said, you know, he might not have much to do, but 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 like I said, you know, if it wasn't if it was wasn't for that mistake from letter that's a clean sheet all day. No, I'm not taking. I'm you, not taking and, away and, that and, he doesn't and, get a clean yeah, sheet. I'm just and, saying and that. I know and yeah, I know that's what you're saying. But at the end of the day, you know, like you said, he passes. You know, obviously, you why, want to just why are you attacking
0: me I'm just trying to get my point across.
2: I'm just trying to get my point across <laughs> too. I just, I just don't think the way, not in the way that you're bringing the constructive criticism here is, is very much warranted. Whenever all he, all he, all he saved was, was two shots.
0: Well, all you know that when it comes to the cons- constructive criticism, I'm gonna be. Keen on it. I I did it with Marchesin. I'll do it with Ochoa. I don't care who's on that pitch. At the end of the day, I will be as constructive as and criticism. As possible. At the end of the day, though, Christian, back to your question, I think he passes. Uh, he had us in that nervy you know, first shot, but I think at the end of the day, he composes himself pretty well. I think something that Dylan mentioned, too, at the beginning of last week's podcast is the importance of having a good understanding with that defense. And look, Jimenez isn't really the starting goalkeeper, but he's been in the team for such a long time. He knows these players. He practices with them. So that communication was there still, something that maybe Ochoa is not going to have right away. But uh, right. I-, I think that definitely helped him carry this game forward. And yeah, unfortunately, his defense lets you let-, let lets him down. And sometimes, as a goalkeeper, you live and die by your defense more than you ever expected. And unfortunately, that's the case for for him because uh, I'm I'm gonna go on record and say maybe he puts a hand on the on on the goal if it isn't for Bruno Valdez's uh, deflection. And you know that's that's just unfortunate. You know, your Aguilera makes a defense a defensive mistake, and then Bruno, you know, veers it off course for a little bit, and and you can see. So, it, it is unfortunate, but I think Jimenez could be proud for himself uh, in that game. He 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 held it down pretty well, and I think nothing more than to say that you know if if worst case scenario comes, I think he should be decent enough to carry the the mantle forward for a couple of games.
1: Great thoughts. Great thoughts. Um, Just one last thing about the game, and I think this is going to touch you a little bit. You might get a little bit mad, but, you know, it's, uh, it's it's part of our relationship that we have. If Ibarra didn't get that goal, would you consider this a quiet game for him?
0: In a sense, yes. Um, I think he, you know, he just kind of looked like he was not well, out of ideas, but I felt like he just wasn't planted right in the pitch I think he just kind of felt that you know he was maybe a little bit too altered at times maybe not enough like I, I felt like he was just trying to switch from gear to gear sometimes and, 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 mm-hmm. and that was a little bit frustrating to see but um, you know he picks it up and you know he scores the goal when he needs to score the goal and I, th- I think right. it's a decent game from him I wouldn't say it's the best game but uh, I think he had maybe a little bit better the game than Nibod went but still two, game- two wingers that really need to be consistent throughout this whole tournament and we just haven't seen that mm-hmm. from them Right, and but we need to start seeing that from another right? Definitely, that's something that we said about this whole the team start. in general, is it's it's the consistency mm-hmm. level, right? So, that is that, um, I think we've touched all bases here, I think we went even further than we were supposed to go here, in regards to this Charles <laughs> game, but of course the Trolls takeover can be credited to most of that. But, um, yeah, America wins 3-1, to that is 3 points in the bag, another 3 points at home, that means we're a total of 7 points in the league. Still, at this point, I do not recommend anyone to look at the league table. We're still too early in Liga and days to start thinking about all those things. Maybe two, three weeks down the road, maybe we should start looking at the table, seeing exactly what we're cementing ourselves in the starting positions. But I think so far, so good. And if Mekki can continue that good run of form, then, you know, who knows where things can stand.
1: Yes. Oh. And we're excited to see the the, tra- uh, the trajectory of this team.
0: Definitely, definitely, definitely. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on to our next segment quick and straight to the point. Christian, do you have today's trivia for our good listeners?
1: Yeah, do, and it's going to be an easy one. So tonight's trivia, and Ivan, if you will be kind to put in the chat, thank you. Um... <coughs> Nice trivia obviously related, you know doesn't buy the big news. I we didn't even know it was gonna be announced, but thankfully you did and here it is who did Ochoa play against in his final game as a Cuba America player that is the question Dylan, do you I have, have the answer
0: I guess
2: I'm not going to say it. Nice, nice,
0: nice, nice. Alrighty, well, for our listeners in Spanish, para todos los que están escuchando y tan en español, es tiempo para trivia. Es el segmento del programa en donde invitamos a cada uno de ustedes a contestar una respu- una pregunta y darnos su respuesta para poder acumular puntos y al terminar de la temporada si ganan y si son el eh, la persona con los más puntos entonces pueden ganarse un premio entonces los invitamos a cada uno de ustedes si escuchan y solamente hablan en español este es el momento en que ustedes pueden ir a dónde está el link y pueden darnos su respuesta la pregunta es cuál fue el equipo que ochoa jugó últimamente vistiendo la camiseta de las águilas del américa y Ya, ojalá les Eye yeah. Podcast. All right, gentlemen. Question out of the way. Trivia is on route. Let's go on into the next segment, real quickly. And unfortunately, this has to be quickly. All these segments are going to be, have to be quickly because we don't want to drag this any longer than it should be. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk a little bit about the Lady Aguilas, who finally, yesterday, won themselves three points. In, uh, in a match against Veracruz and the Azteca saw another 3 goals showcase from America.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, finally, you know, we, we're, all, we're on the good side now. We're moving. We're chugging along on the train. Um, obviously, a lot of work to get done, too, especially what Coyard said after the um, after the game in the press conference, too. Um, you know, him knowing the demands of the club and knowing that there's stuff to work on, but he gives credit where credit's due, to, especially to uh, the new player, Munoz, uh, the mexican American player, and also the Cuevas too, with her getting her brace. But um, you know, it, it's 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 going on the right track now.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely is, definitely, definitely is. I think you you look at someone like Munoz who came in. Look, we didn't get to see the uh the San Luis game, and, and she she played in that game. But in, in this game, you saw the turnaround, the impact that she had, because she not only does she win this game in in a suitable fashion with her uh, amazing goal, but you look. at... At the assists that she gave to Lucero, you look at the way she was on the ball—not only confident, but the way she moved herself within that pitch. You saw that she was by far maybe the best player on on the pitch at the moment.
2: Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you too. You know, just, you know, especially whenever I was reading back, you know, looking at some of her stats whenever she played in um I think it was the University of New Mexico, uh, whenever she played collegiately here in the States, you know, she put up some she put up some good numbers when it comes to assisting goals too. And, you know, just reading a couple articles, you know, saying that how she how impactful she is for that team and now she's trying to translate that here with this team and and she showcased it too. And it's really it's really exciting too and especially now I think Espinosa's coming back too after she was with the national team and, you know, just overall, you know, this team's heading in a good and in the right direction right now.
0: Definitely, definitely. Christian, after last night's win, you, you messaged us and you said huge victory for these ladies. And I think everyone is agreeing with you in those terms. Give us a little bit more insight as to why this game is so important. Why these three points are so vital for our ladies.
1: You saw the form. They were, they were coming in. You know, after last season and the, the horrible defeat um, and, you know, questions started to be asked. And then during the offseason, we had a whole revamp. You know, a lot of players came in, players came out. And it was interesting to see how this team was going to cope. And we didn't have the best out of the season. And, you know, fans already started. Even after the first Veracruz goal, you know, fans started to uh, rave on social media. You know, coach out, you know, why did I make all these players? And it was a huge win. There was a huge response in terms of the game. And... We need to see more of that and i hope we do because i really think this team can can be something special when everything's clicking
0: yeah look i, I think it's something that we've mentioned on this podcast before is that the talent is there it, it, it's not like america got any worse from the team that they were last season because they didn't they're still the, they're still the great players that they have uh they're still very very young and, and they still have potential to grow to even better players and, and let's face it, I, I think on the pitch, I think these are some of the most talented ladies in Mexican football. But it's just something wasn't clicking, right? Something just wasn't working. And I think finally, yesterday, after the Veracruz goal and after some of the substitutions were made, things started to gel a little bit better. But I don't want us to take away this win and start overhyping it because at the end of the day, I want you to remember that this is only Veracruz. This is a game that, again, exactly. this is a game that you were expected to win Ten times out of ten, excuse me. I'm not even giving that nine times. Ten times out of ten, in this game you were supposed to have won, and the fact that you did, that's that's good. You you're doing what your job is supposed to be doing, and some of these players are are shining because of it. But at the end of the day, this is still a game you should have came out and should have won. And we should be talking about ladies having twelve points out of twelve. We're talking here about those first three points, but still some bright and something to look forward to. Dylan, anything else in regards to these ladies?
2: Um. No it's just i mean like you said ivan i mean like there's there's really no hype to, you know but like i was saying it's just it's a step in the right direction you're seeing the team especially in the second half was flowing a little better you're you're seeing a little bit more too and especially like i was saying uh was mentioning about ko he he knew um uh he he knew he knows what the demands are of this team still um no, no matter what it is um he's working and trying to make the team stronger and in, in, as he moves forward. Forward and getting the mindset right out of this team too, especially now with uh, Cuevas back from injury. I think she's due to start this Saturday against Atlas, um, and she'll play about 60 minutes. Then she'll be subbed off um, as a precautionary too. And like I said, you know Espinoza was gone with the national team, and you know we're still we're still uh, waiting on, especially uh, Vivian. Uh, to come back from injury too and so you know the uh, it's, it's starting to look up from here a little bit you know but it starts with this coming week two again and what do we see from this team and this team continues to chug forward on the train
0: yeah definitely its it's about the ladies continuously trying to find that consistency right again that word comes up right. and i'm pretty sure that word will continue to come up this season so make sure you guys keep that in the eagle eye podcast dictionary it's um it's it's definitely a good it's definitely a good place not the best start but i, I think it's definitely time for uh for the ladies to step it up, and you know the right people are, are, are starting to gel in the right way. So hopefully things work work. Ah, excuse me. Hopefully things start working well for these uh, for these ladies who we have a uh, huge huge admire and support. So can't wait, can't can't wait.
2: Right, definitely can't wait. You know it's, it's it's still still fairly early, and I know we still got that game in hand, but we we need to start picking it up now.
0: All righty, Dylan. Like you mentioned, these ladies will be going up against Atlas on Saturday in the. Quinta Jornada of the Liga MX Feminine. Uh, is that game gonna be broadcasted or do we not know yet?
2: I don't know yet. I know it's gonna be at eleven central time and so we'll we'll just have to find out and see. I'll see if I can look on the guide later and see if they maybe they have it programmed ready. If not I'll kinda of do some digging around too.
0: Alrighty definitely. So keep in touch in all our social media platforms, that is Instagram and Twitter. At Resaca America underscore US and at Resaca America US, we'll have you guys keep in. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated in everything in regards to the ladies. And remember, on Saturday morning, right after you wake up, before you have that breakfast cereal, make sure you do the hashtag. Let's go, Lady Aguilas. It's uh, it's definitely, definitely, definitely time to, uh, definitely time to keep showing them the support that we have for them. Christian, anything else you want to add on to these
1: ladies? Hope they continue to uh, to keep form, and I'm excited to see them progress this season.
0: All right, definitely, 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 definitely. All righty, gentlemen, let's move on to our last and final segment of the episode. It's been a roller coaster this one, really, from Ochoa that's news uh... to uh, <laughs> to More Ochoa news to even more Troy news. It's, it it feels like that's been the, <coughs> the grand central of all these things, with just a little bit of Club America on the side. Um, but now america will be going probably maybe what what do you like um a couple miles down the street to well not down the street but i'm making it sound like they're right around the corner but they'll be uh, they'll be traveling away to toluca which is uh, not that far from mexico city for those of you who are local and who kind of know the geography of the whole thing it's uh, it's gonna be fairly close so america will be going to Lezada Nemesio Diaz on Sunday to go up against Los Diablos Rojos de Toluca. Gentlemen, how are we feeling about this game? How are we feeling about Toluca and how are we feeling about the team in general? Obviously, with the Ochoa news coming in, we already mentioned that he most likely would not even be able to play um, in regards to this. So, we're most likely going to see Oscar Jimenez in goal yet again. Uh, no Nico Castillo mm-hmm. for this game because of his injury. So, most likely going to see Roger up top. Interesting to see what your lineup is, Christian, for this game. But uh, how are we feeling in general about this? Knowing that we have a couple of, you know, still players that still haven't uh, been, well, I won't say recuperated, but we we have all these Bajas coming into this game
1: uh, and we're we're only going on inertia at this point. How do we feel about this? Um, I'm feeling very very confident. Um, I don't, DeLuca hasn't had the best start of the season. um, And it looks like they're having a lot of chemistry issues. Um, Just watching, watching some some of their games. Uh, and they they just don't seem to be clicking now. You know, all you need is to play America to play your best, and maybe we'll see it on Sunday. But I'm I'm fairly confident, and I think I think we we should we should get the three points here. Alrighty, Dylan, how are you feeling about this game
0: against uh, Toluca on Sunday?
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident too. Uh, going into this game, like Christian was saying, you know, just it's it's not there for them. You know, a very rough start for Lavope and his side. Um, you know I, I think what they've got in a draw that's about it i mean i haven't really done anything too spectacular um i would i watched a little bit of the game sunday when they played um what it just looked a mess for them it really did <laughs>
0: <laughs> it did it did so uh i mean yes because of these recent results you would imagine that you know america are heavy favorites but like you said christian all it takes is to play against america before you actually start yeah. clicking so we'll have to wait and see christian actually you know what give us your predictive lineup before we go into a little bit
1: more details about this game <coughs> wow this is um it's gonna be actually a hard one but um here we go we have oscar jimenez in net. uh the same back for jorge sanchez Emmanuel Aguilera, bruno valdez paula guidar and on uh, the midfield i think we'll have guido rodriguez and sebastian cordova on one wing we'll have ibarra on the other wing, on the other wing, we'll have Andres Ibarguin in a camp spot. This is the this is the the tricky part. I I don't know if Gio is ready to start, but I'm gonna put him there anyway. So I'll have Gio starting in camp and I have Roger Martinez as a nine.
0: Interesting, interesting. I like the lineup. I really, really do. Dylan, do you change anything in regards to this lineup?
1: No, oh, I think he stays there like that. I like that.
0: Nice, nice, definitely nice indeed. Well. I think there's a, f- this, you know, we don't switch anything out from your lineup. We go into it as this game, you know, we go into this in regards to that. How do you see America coming out to play? I I, I think you have to be up front and direct. You, know? you can't really sit back, especially against a, a side that maybe is struggling to find identity within themselves. So, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can't give them that comfort within their own stadium. Put them on edge, get them uneasy, and if you can throw them off balance at their home, home stadium, you can easily knock them off the ground real quickly, and you can control this game throughout the match. And I think that's important for America, which we haven't seen throughout this whole season so far, is them mm-hmm. taking control of at least a full 45 minutes i'm not even talking 90 at this point full 45 minutes take control of it and then go into the half and come back and do the same thing right back into Mm -hmm. this word of consistency is can america (coughs) do it in a short basis of 45 minutes and really not let toluca grow into this game because if you can keep them submerged some you know without without them kind of reaching any sort of
1: kind of chemistry then this game should be a walk in the park for america in theory 100%. Hundred percent. One thing I want America to do, and I think they did this kinda kinda well against um against Tijuana, shoot the ball. You know, a lot them the first half, they were just, they were just shooting balls, shooting balls, kinda kinda, you know, getting them on edge and not knowing where the next shot was gonna come and just kinda kept them on their toes. And I think you need to do that when with the team like Deluca, who hasn't been in uh in best form recently, uh might be startled a little bit, and I think that's uh that, that's a good way to kind of break them down. And kinda get the get the offensive flow going and I really want to see that. And I think when we do that, I think the offensive um the offensive play should just flow better and I think we'll have a greater chance of scoring.
0: Yeah, definitely. Hopefully America can continue that consistency of in front of goal and we'll have to wait and see. Dylan, anything else you wanna add in regards to how America should play against on Sunday?
2: No, I I think I said it right. You know, take it to them. And this is the team in the in their in their league games. You know, they given up five goals and they've only scored one too. So I really think that that defense can be vulnerable too. And so, like Christian said, you know, just take it to them and shoot the ball. You know, just test the keeper. You know, Dalav Dalavarez has been letting them in that it seems like lately. So I mean, I'm if we get an early goal, then you know, you just got to keep keep the pedal the the foot on the gas and just keep going forward. Nice,
0: nice. All righty, gentlemen. With that said. And if America can do what we just said, and if the local can continue their uh, crisis in regards to finding themselves on the pitch. How do you guys see this game end up for America? Give me your guys' prediction.
1: If my friend Louis is in the chat, I think we're going again. But this time, I think we're going... F- Actually, no, we'll keep it. for one
0: oh. oh, Okay. Okay.
1: Four one. Me and Louis. Louis, if you're in the chat, please put the four one in the chat and then we can be buddies again. Interesting. All right. Uh Dylan, what is your prediction?
2: Um, I'll go 2-0.
0: Okay, a little bit more subtle. I like it. I'm actually going 2-0 as well. Um I, I don't I don't think we're gonna uh you know do overkill over there in Toluca, uh like Christian suggests. <laughs> but uh, I think we can go out and walk out with a decent result. You know, because I still, yeah. I still see this America side, uh, you know, struggling to have consistency, and I feel like sometimes they're just, but they just, they just fall back and they lay back sometimes when they shouldn't. And I feel like if they can, if, if if they cannot do that this game, then yeah, of course they walk out with a four goal advantage. But if they they don't, then I can see them struggling.
1: Well, this is the game where they will prove you wrong, and they will be offensive flow for the, for at least the majority of the game. I feel like. Because this
2: this has to be the game where the offense has got to flow and you and you show that consistency. It's, it's got to be. It can't be no more dilly dallying around. Is you have got to show it now, especially while you're still in the season and, and just build off it and go forward. And I I think if you can look at the second half going back to the Cholos game. You know, there's stuff to build off of and you know just build off that and just go and just run with it. This game.
0: Interesting, interesting. Well, uh, Nemesio Diaz never has been the perfect place for us, hasn't. But lately, it has been a pretty decent place ha, for has us. Has
2: any has any has any place been perfect for us? Is any place really? Like let's be honest, like because any place ever. I feel like every time we're, like we're we're on an away game, we're like this place has never never been nice to us.
0: Yeah, uh, just there's, I, one, oh. there's one place. Ceu. No, not no no. Seoul's <laughs> had has had its troubling time. There's one place though, and for the Chivas and North of people listening, that's your house.
2: Ooh. Ooh, I didn't say it. <laughs> I it. I not <laughs> me.
0: I'm sorry. I don't. I don't mean to start things. Um, but you're right, though. It's 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 always tough when you're on the road, you know. So, but right. well, we're America, though. That's true. We're America, so we need to have a good showcasing on Sunday. But you guys can catch that game live on through the N A early in the morning. So make sure you guys have your breakfast. Chilaquiles sound good for that game, right? Chilaquiles sound like it'd be a perfect match. Match meal for America a versus Toluca. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, why not? That's that's a good one for us here in the in 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 the Pacific Time Standard. But uh, there you go. So catch that live through the end at 10, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, 12. Uh, Central time and 1 o'clock Eastern time for those of you back over there in the East Coast like Christian And you guys can catch that game live on our Twitter We'll be live tweeting throughout the whole process and we'll give you guys up-to-date everything in regards to that game So hopefully you guys follow us on all social media platforms as we are excited to be bringing you guys the utmost coverage of America in English So hopefully you guys are staying tuned for that gentlemen I think that's the end of the preview for America versus Toluca. But before we sign off, I want your guys' favorite memory of Guillermo Ochoa against Toluca in the Stadion of Meso Diaz. Go.
1: Ooh. What the hell? There is two men. <laughs> oh, Dylan, I forgot you you weren't watching America that <laughs> <episode. laughs> <laughs> What do you want me to say? You should have thought that one out. Uh, I mean, you should have thought that one out. I'll close it out. Ah, uh. Close it out then.
0: I will say my two favorite saves from O'Meara, from Ochoa in um, it's going to be hard to describe because it'd be easier to show a video but don't really have the time to show the video but one of my favorite saves is when O'Meara is when, I think oh eight Ochoa is wearing the black uniform and where he you remember the sleeve that had the feathers Yes. Yes. When we went to go play at, I don't remember the scoreline, but I remember he made a tremendous save from uh, outside of uh, of the eighteen yard shot. And then um, my second favorite too is he's wearing an orange, kind of an orange jersey. I don't remember.
1: I remember the orange jersey. Yeah,
0: it was. I think it was maybe two thousand eleven or two thousand ten. Um, and he has a phenomenal, phenomenal save on the line. Against Toluca in the side of Díaz, and then right after that has to make another amazing top ninety save uh, in in the span of like a minute. So it's uh it's nice to be able to relieve these memories, and hopefully uh, we'll have plenty and plenty more to talk about down the road. Oh, dude, I
1: can't wait! I hope everyone's as stoked as we are because this is going to be a fun season. It's
0: Gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun ride, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us today. We have been a privilege to host you guys here today it's been fun gentlemen thank you for joining me as always Christian and Dylan you guys have been as always wonderful company
1: Favorite time of the week. You know this, Ivan. Favorite
0: time of the week. Thank you. Alrighty, I better hurry up and go pump my curls. They're starting to look like they're about to fade. Got to keep those curls going for the, end, for the rest of the night. Um, for those of you guys who are watching <laughs> on, uh, not watching, but who are listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify, we always thank you for your uh, avid support, and we hopefully you can continue to listen to us. Thank you for every single one of you guys who joined us on the chat. Thank you for uh, you guys' uh, continued support on social media. We have reached over 1,400 followers on uh twitter and the sooner we get to 1500 the sooner we have big big news for you guys who follow us on there and on instagram we're so close to 500 followers and i can officially announce that the moment that we do we will be doing a jersey giveaway on instagram so make sure you guys do follow us on instagram get us closer to the 500 mark so you guys can get yourselves a nice jersey or potentially be one of those winners to get a nice new home looking jersey of your liking so gentlemen anything else to add before we sign off
1: Thank you, everyone, to join uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, you know, I'm sorry we've been all over, but we can't help ourselves. You know, the the prodigy has returned, and you know we're just too excited. But thank you guys for supporting us every week, and we'll we we'll hope to see you guys here next week. Dylan,
2: thanks for stopping by. Those who did and those who are listening, thanks again for the support, and uh, just keep playing. You know, we got big things planned up, and we hope you stick around.
0: All right, then Oh, and by the way, if none of you guys heard the news, a certain Guillermo Cho is back. So. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. You guys have a wonderful night. We'll see you guys next time. And as always, follow us on <coughs> Instagram, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Also Twitter. And uh, yeah. Without further ado, have you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. As always, take care. And until next time, Arriba la America. And welcome back, Memo.
2: I'm waving. Welcome. I'm waving. Nobody can see me though. <laughs> I'm waving too. Nice.
0: All righty, guys. Good night. Welcome back, Memo. Welcome back.
2: Memo's back.